Hello and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you're welcome to this channel. Today I have two words from the Lord. They are part of the America series and they were the recent two words that were uploaded. One is called the Proclamation Against Babylon and the other one is called Ascendancy. So um, I shared that the previous set of prophecies that were focused on war, invasion, China, Russia, and allies, that has been recently completed. So if you haven't seen that yet, I would like to recommend that you check the channel listings, start from the bottom, um, the introduction, just so you get an understanding of what the channel is for, and then work your way up. I think the videos are always listed from the, the oldest one is at the bottom and then up so it would be good to work your way up through so that as you as you join us in the america series you can understand what the lord is saying to the body of christ first and foremost i think god is warning his people through this channel and then saying to anyone else who uh may stumble across this channel i don't know who is seeing these videos so if this is your first time uh catching a celestial video. This is the master's voice. This is an end times prophecy blog, a support channel for the blog. The information for the blog is below. Um, if this video is not clear, always remember please to check either the three dots menu. It should be at the top or on some phones. It's at the bottom. Check the three dots menu, put the video, check quality and put it in 780p or 1080p and then you should have a really good clear video i always try to record them as clearly as i can so i'm in a time of speaking about prophecies of judgment that the lord jesus christ has been giving me over the last eight years against the united states i have made a few videos on that you can find them on the channel log and now we will go into the first of the newest two so I shared in the post that this week has been a very pivotal and important week for me. And as I always do, I like to se separate myself, sequester myself, and seek the Lord through prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting is very good because it helps you disconnect your soul from the concerns of this world, you know, what you're having for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's a very, very powerful form of sacrifice where you say, God, the things that my earthly body needs, I'm setting them aside to seek your face. You can use fasting for so many things in your life. Sometimes if you are facing a particular sin in your life that you cannot overcome, um, habits like, uh, you know, if you, if you have a continuous, for instance, a continuous nervous, nervous habit, if you suffer a lot from panic attacks and things like that, or if you're addicted to substances like alcohol and nicotine and you're struggling with those things as, as a Christian, I cannot recommend fasting enough to you. Fasting has the, the, the effect of what we call suppressing the flesh. So we know we like yogurt. We like um, chicken, uh, we like lamb, and whatever it is that we particularly like. But when you take those things away from the body, the first thing that you're going to find is that the body is clamoring and making a lot of noise. Why are we doing this? Why are you depriving me? But after a short period, maybe just the first or the second day, 
after the sh after a short period you find that the needs of the flesh get suppressed and what begins to come up is more of us at first so if you're a person who you've never tried fasting i can't recommend it enough because you might find that after even one day what comes up is more of you and you get to find out what is actually in you is there anger in there is there rejection in there is there this woe is me victim mentality in there there can be so many things on the inside of us that we placate with food we suppress the things that are going on inside of us with food with diet with ice cream also with social media with facebook and snapchat and all the other things that they keep inventing that i can hardly mm, keep up with them when you separate from those things when you separate from tv and netflix and hulu and you separate from too much communication with the people in your life and you settle down and you begin to set your eyes on jesus and you begin to call on him for whatever it is the need is, sometimes you may find that you are fasting for a need and Jesus won't even address that need. He will start addressing things with you, things in your heart, people that you have not forgiven, situations that you have not yet healed from or even confronted, maybe even 20 years back. You might find the Lord putting his finger on those things because he is first and foremost a God of wholeness, a God of healing, and a God of love. And sometimes when you go into a fast seeking one thing, God being who he is, you might come out with something completely different. And that is what happened to me. So I had something very, very important that I needed the Lord to speak to me on. And I thought, in fact, I felt it pressed on me that God wanted me to fast. Sometimes you will just feel this lowering of your desire for food you make yourself a plate and you're ready to tuck in and it just doesn't taste as good as you know it should it's not because you cooked it wrong sometimes my taste buds just bleh. they're not interested in what i made and i love what i cook but sometimes i just so this was one of those things i felt my appetite waning and i felt disinterest in um, many things around me and I and I knew I said I Lord I can hear you calling me it's time for a fast so I took time out to fast before the Lord and even before I started this fast the Lord had started taking me to Isaiah 13 Isaiah 13 has traditionally been one of the chapters of judgment that the Lord Jesus Christ has led me to over the years whenever he's ready to talk about america unburden himself about america isaiah 13 would be one of the passages that the father would take me to and have me study and read out so before i can share the prophecy of the lord i am going to read out isaiah 13 and then i will go to the prophetic word that i have right here on my trusty tablet so let us begin the burden against Babylon, which Isaiah the son of Amos saw. Lift up a banner on the high mountain. Raise your voice to them. Wave your hand that they may enter the gates of the nobles. I have commanded my sanctified ones. I have also called my mighty ones for my anger. Those who rejoice in my exaltation. The noise of a multitude in the mountains like that of many people 
a tumultuous noise of the kingdoms of the nations gathered together. The Lord of hosts musters the army for battle. They come from a far country, from the end of heaven, the Lord and his weapons of indignation to destroy the whole land. Wail, for the day of the Lord is at hand. It will come as destruction from the Almighty. Therefore, all hands will be limp. Every man's heart will melt and they will be afraid. Pangs and sorrows will take hold of them. They will be in pain like a woman in childbirth. They will be amazed at one another. Their faces will be like flames. Behold, the day of the Lord comes, cruel with both wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate, and he will destroy its sinners from it. For the stars of heaven and their constellations will not give their light. The sun will be darkened in its going forth, and the moon will not cause its light to shine. I will punish the world for its evil and the wicked for their iniquity. I will halt the arrogance of the proud and will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. I will make a mortal more rare than fine gold, a man more than the golden wedge of Ophir. Therefore, I will shake the heavens and the earth will move out of her place in the wrath of the Lord of hosts, in the day of his fierce anger. It shall be as the hunted gazelle and as a sheep that no man takes up. Every man will turn to his own people and everyone will flee to his own land. Everyone who is found will be thrust through and everyone who is captured will fall by the sword. Their children also will be dashed to pieces before their eyes. Their houses will be plundered and their wives ravished. Behold, I will stir up the Medes against them who will not regard silver and as for gold, they have no delight in it. Also their bows will dash the young men to pieces and they will have no pity on the fruit of the womb. Their eye will not spare children. And Babylon, the glory of kingdoms, the beauty of the Chaldeans pride will be as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. It will never be inhabited, nor will it be settled from generation to generation, nor will the Arabian pitch a tent there, nor will shepherds make their sheepfolds there. But wild beasts of the desert will lie there, and their houses will be full of owls. Ostriches will camp there, and wild goats will play there. The hyenas will howl in their citadels and jackals in their pleasant palaces. Her time is near to come and her days will not be prolonged. So that is Isaiah 13. That is the chapter. That is a chapter of judgment that I am pronouncing from the Lord Jesus Christ against this nation, the United States of America, where I myself live in New York City. This is a judgment chapter because God is in a judgment mode. I know that there are a lot of people out there. I've said this before. There are a lot of people out there producing content. And of course, I have no right to stop them. I do not own the Internet. Producing content that is telling Americans that this nation will be great. This nation has her best days ahead of her. 
This nation is about to enter into a time of growth, glowing, shining, peace. She will be a beacon. She will be this. She will be that. All I have to say on this channel is that the Lord Jesus Christ has said that he will judge this nation. He has said that he will grab her as one grabs a man by the coat, by the lapels, and that he will drag her down from her pedestal. I have dreams and visions on my blog where I saw the Lord Jesus Christ give a command to the Statue of Liberty. He spoke with such a thunderous voice and he commanded her to come down from her pedestal and she was weeping and she stepped down from the pedestal and Jesus took out a straight razor, which is not the razor that we use, you know, with all the protective guards. It's just that old style mafia Sicilian straight razor that they still use in the old style barbers. And he shaved her. He cut off all her hair. I saw her hair fall into the harbor, the New York Harbor, the bay. And when her hair hit the, the harbor, it turned her locks. Uh, it turned into blood. The water turned into blood. And the Lord shaved her. And then the Lord pointed out to sea. And the Statue of Liberty was weeping because the Lord was sending her away from America. He was consigning her into captivity and she was crying, but she was so afraid of him that she could not even ask him for mercy or beg him. And she went out to sea and she did not see the land of America again. So this channel, brothers and sisters, um, I, I don't really publicize my blog. I don't campaign it or I don't campaign the channel. I believe in my heart, at least I believed when I started, that God would bring to this channel who he wanted, that he would draw who he wanted to this channel to hear his words. This is a channel that is sharing the truth. I don't speak anything of my own spirit. I don't have the ability to give myself the dreams that I have, dreams that are so in-depth, dreams that are so detailed, dreams that show a time that none of us can even conceive of and none of us have even reached toward um, right now in 2020. So all I can say is I don't know about America being great again. I only know that I see America occupying positions of defeat. I see her occupying positions of being pulled down, torn down, brought down from her high place, judged, and eventually pretty much devoured by enemies. So I will read today's prophecy and by the grace of God, I may be able to cover both because he gave me the instruction to do two videos today. So I have read the prophecy in your hearing and now I share that I was seeking God for my own personal needs. As I said, I was seeking him about something in my own life and the Lord was not answering me um, immediately about what I was asking. Every time that I would come to him and say, Lord, speak to me out of your word. What do you want to say to me? He would always tell me to read Isaiah 13. So that is how most of my mornings started out, um, starting with Isaiah 13. And so I read, I would read it out aloud each day and I would study it. And here is now the paraphrase of what that chapter is saying. Babylon is a nation. She existed in ancient times and she exists through the United States today. She is a capital of sin, as she was, a place of decadence, 
habitation of demons. Now, a habitation of demons is exactly what it sounds like. If you have an idea where you think of little creatures going <laughs> and uh, frolicking and cavorting and just uh, manifesting through people and having their way, this is exactly what the United States has become. A habitation of demons, a place where demonic spirits inhabit the people, lead the people to develop all sorts of unholy tastes. If anyone has not seen the prophecy Blood to Drink, I strongly recommend that you please read that prophecy and that you also watch the video. You will find them pinned to the blog and um, I'm keeping them pinned to the top of the blog until further notice. When the Lord actually revealed to me, I have seen a lot of things here, brothers and sisters. I still have many more videos to go Many more videos that will cover the topic of sin, the type of sin that people are committing here in America and across the world. But when the Lord basically brought some of the revelations that he brought right to my face, um, it was it was really something. I've seen people complaining in the comment section, oh, God would never, God would never speak so graphically. These things that she's sharing, um, I don't believe it. God would never say this. God is not so explicit. All I will say is, sister and brother, you need to revisit your Bible. You need to go back to a time where the same God who loved Israel allowed Israel to be com completely surrounded about by siege mounts for years, sometimes for five years. It is very hard for a nation to sustain five months of a siege because what that means is that Cities back then were not like they are now. People can't bring food to you. People can't bring uh, goods to you. They can't bring the things that you need and you cannot trade what you need. And so you soon become um, starved of what you need. God watched as Israel ate her children. The Bible says that the delicate woman, the one who was so tender that she would not even show her ankle in public, became a woman who was pregnant during the siege, gave birth, ate the placenta of her baby, and then ate the baby and would not even share it with her husband and children. What does that tell you? That tell you, tells you that people were so hungry that they ate their own children. And if it says that a woman would not share her baby or the placenta of her baby with her husband and children, that tells you that her husband and children were hungry enough to eat by turn his own child and their own sibling. So to you who thinks that God is the reckless love God, God who does not bring judgment, and God who will not actually preside over the judgment of this nation and any nation that has given itself over to sin, and that God is not explicit, I really don't know what to tell you. If God has to watch LGBTQ acts, what makes you think that God will not reveal these things to his messengers so that those who are bold enough and sacrificing their life enough will come onto these channels not knowing who is watching, not knowing who could be throwing hexes and curses at my face and say, this is what God showed me. This is what God said, God said what he said, and I'm saying what he said. If you do not believe it, that's between you and you.
Babylon, the habitation of demons, is exactly what it sounds like. A place where spirits that have been cast out from before the face of God can meet and congregate to have fun. And you might ask, why would they do this? Why would this happen? Demons can only come into a habitation when the people that live there give them an open door and a welcome mat to come in. So that they, the people, through frolicking, merrymaking, enjoying sexual pleasures, and doing many other things, having events, and following certain paths, open up the nation to a cup of sin and retribution for themselves without knowing it. That is America today. And then I shared that I think the greatest tragedy that we have in the church today is that people don't really understand that God did not create us for destruction. There's not enough preaching for us to come to a full understanding of sin and how destructive it is. All that we're hearing is what I just call this rhetoric of love, 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 love. And my understanding of the gospel is that you have to preach the whole counsel of God. You cannot preach a one-sided gospel. You cannot take God who is so kaleidoscopic in nature, a God who has so many more emotions available to him than even we do. We have joy, we have pain, we have regret, we have guilt, we have ecstasy, we have um, anger. We have so many emotions available in our in our limited human bodies, but somehow God is the one who has to be one dimensional. I've said this before, God is relegated only to the jail of love. He has to love at all costs. He has to love no matter what. God has no right to be angry. God has no right to judge. This is inadvertently what we are teaching in the body of Christ today, that no matter what we do, God will bear with it. There will be no consequence, punishment for sin. We do not have to come back in line. We can just be like wild donkeys that frolic and do what we want. And this is not true. There is consequence for sin, and that consequence consequence is sometimes discipline. It's sometimes very harsh discipline. It's sometimes very hard correction. And then if we refuse to turn from our ways, it's definitely first the proclamation of judgment, much like a parent going, if I tell you one more time. And then after that, it is the actual judgment itself, where you start to see and feel and experience the pains that are the consequence, righteously so, for sin. God didn't make us to condemn us. There's no way that God would stand there at the birth of a person, watching that person that he created come into this world and then spend all his time waiting for the day when he would fill them with lightning bolts and throw them into the lake of fire. That is not the nature of the Lord at all. He says that I take no pleasure in the death of any sinner. Say to them, as surely as I live, declares the Lord God, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather I desire that the wicked should turn from their ways and live. Turn, he says, turn from your evil ways, for why should you die? And indeed, this is the question. Why should we die? We don't have to die. The whole promise of the gospel is eternal life after this one eternal life that can begin now. We can begin to inculcate, which is to incubate, grow, and then ultimately give expression to the love and the life of God while we are still in this mortal flesh. The idea of God is not to create a race of people that he would throw into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is not designed for human flesh. It's designed for those who sinned in the immortal presence of God and were cast out of his presence. But Satan's idea of a design is that he will not go to that lake alone. 
So if you can fill us with lusts, with cravings, and with desires that are completely against God, he knows, just as God judged him, God will judge us. So it is not our portion to be judged. This is the paraphrase of Isaiah 13. See that this nation is marked for destruction. Marked, you say? Yes, I tell you, marked. Raise your hand as if to start a race on your mark, then give the signal and let the conquerors come in. Wave your hands so that they come in through the noble gates, which are borders. These are my sanctified ones. These are the ones that I have specifically chosen to carry out a very fitting punishment. And I, God, have set them aside for this very moment. They are mighty and they will carry out the full extent of my anger. So when they strike you, O Babylon, do not wonder, why are they so angry? They are channeling my judgment and my wrath, which is very great towards you. So God is letting us know that the coming of conquerors here, Russia and China, as they have been identified in previous prophecies, will be very brutal. I have done my best to be faithful to the tone of the visions I see, the dreams I've had, and the words that the Lord has given me. It will be a very brutal invasion, quick, sudden, and the occupation that comes after it, which means having foreign soldiers on the ground doing what their governments and their armies are telling them to do. It will not be, it will not be a pleasant experience at all. And this is why it is so important for those who know the Lord Jesus Christ to come into the fold of his promises and his protection now. Not to say, I don't believe this. This can never happen. Have you seen the Marines? Have you seen the Coast Guard? Have you seen special forces? Have you seen this and SWAT and that? Brothers and sisters, I tell you, I tell you no lie. I have seen the security forces of the United States sleeping in death. Young men, young women, just piled up. And I still have more prophecies to read. And you can listen and judge for yourself. You can go to the blog, themastersvoice.com. You can read them for yourselves there. One particularly tragic one is called The Mother of Seven. The Mother of Seven. So I continue. Do you hear that rumble? What could it be? Sounding like a multitude on the mountains, like so many kingdoms gathered together. God has called an army for battle. They come from a far country, Russia and China, with their allies. From the end of heaven, they are God's weapons of punishment coming to destroy the land. Wail, for the day of God's judgment is at hand. It's nothing less than destruction directly from God. And when that day comes, every hand will be limp. That means that people won't even have the strength to fight back. When your hands are limp, basically you, you can't do anything. You don't even have the strength to fight back. Men's hearts will melt in fear. They will be so afraid that they will look like women in labor, bent over and groaning. They will stare at one another in terror. Raw shock will flush their faces to a deep red. See, the day of Yah has arrived. Cruel it is, and with much anger, it will desolate the land. 
In that day, even the sun won't shine. The stars and the constellations will hide themselves. So I've spoken of darkness, and uh, I don't think it's a mistake that the Lord gave me such a peculiar dream during this week. I've shared it. I can't remember the title of the prophecy now. It's amazing how these things leave me so quickly. But in that prophecy, I saw that the earth was dark for three days. Um, there was some kind of false lighting that, that they, whoever they are, were trying to provide, but it could not cut that um, ephemeral fog, that heavy fog that covered the whole earth and the fact that I've never seen darkness like that. There was not a single constellation in the sky, no stars, no sun, no moon, and that persisted for three days. So I'm saying here that it could be a time of darkness, of possible solar and lunar eclipse, definitely days of darkness. The sun will be totally dark and the moon will have no light to give. I included scriptures there for you to look at. I will punish the whole world for their wickedness and the wicked will bear the penalty of their iniquity. I will bring the arrogance of proud people to a complete stop and I will strike down every high spirit that does terrible things. And brothers and sisters, you have to understand at the root of all sin is pride. At the root of all sin is the same sin that caused Satan to be cast out of heaven. It's something where the heart elevates itself and says, I have no Lord. I have no master. I obey no one. I will do as I desire. This is when you look at sin on its face. This is the root cause of sin. The desire not to be submitted to the law of God, neither the will of God, but to do our own will. So, it says that a man will be harder to find on this earth than gold. Finding a man who is alive on earth will be a treasure if he survives. I will even shake the heavens and the earth will leap out of her place. Now this refers to a massive earthquake of previously unseen and unexperienced proportions where none of the continents will be in their original places after this disaster strikes. You can check Revelation chapter 6 and verse 12 for that. So this portion of Isaiah 13 is not talking only about the Americas or the United States. It is talking about a time when the whole earth will be judged for communal sin. I always say on my blog, individual sin, my sin and your sin contributes to the general judgment that will come upon this earth. This is why it's so important for Christians to separate themselves from sin. It's so important to, for Christians to separate themselves from practicing small iniquities that are like little pebbles going into one big bucket of all our sin. Yes, people do sin, and there are some people who will never stop sinning. They don't want God. They don't want salvation. They don't want to lead their lives. They don't want to submit. But that is no reason for us in the kingdom of God, seriously, brothers and sisters, to continually drop our own pebbles into that group bucket. Behold, in the day of wrath and in the hour of anger, you will find the stranger fleeing like a deer from a hunter. The stranger will be like sheep that have become lost from their owner. Every man will go back to his own country, back to the land he really comes from. And this is something that I've seen in the visions. God has shown me and spoken to me of, of this event. I don't know if it will be an event. Um, the, the sense I've gotten over the years is of a twofold exodus from the United States. One exodus will be slow. So it will kind of be like a trickle down effect. As more and more difficulties mount in this nation, you will find that people are simply not interested in living here and struggling anymore. 
This is going to become like countries that we traditionally call third world countries. Things will be harder to get. The value of the money is going to take a massive hit. You're going to find that your salary is not worth what it was worth before. And people will just start to make the decision that, you know what, this is not worth it. I'm going back to Germany. I'm going back to Poland. I'm going back to Australia. Um, goodbye, America. It's been great, but I'm gone. And so you will start to see that kind of exodus. But I have also seen, and the Lord has also spoken to me, of an exodus that will come the direct, directly on the back of an event or a series of events. Something is going to happen in America and many people, multiples and multitudes of people are going to make up their mind on the spot. I am not going to stay here and die. I am not going to stay here and be caught up in what is essentially an American problem. And so I have seen and the Lord has told me that foreigners will flee. Uh, he once likened it to Pompeii. In Pompeii, a volcano went off. That was a very decadent city. That city was, my goodness, if you can Google it and you can actually skip the fake museum results that you find on the first page and you can perhaps go, perhaps go to some blogs on the second page of Google results, always check more than the first page. Google's not telling you everything. You can find some very interesting stuff on the fifth, ninth, and tenth, page, tenth pages of Google search results. The first page is just usually what they want you to see. So Pompeii was such a city of decadence, sexual perversion. There was nothing that those people would not do with themselves, men with men, women and women, with children, even with animals in some cases, and their judgment was swift. One day, a volcano that had been um, latent for so many decades woke up and did not even give them any warning. It didn't smoke for a couple of days. It didn't rumble for a few days. Uh, I think it was Mount Vesuvius. The volcano literally woke up and in one mega blast covered the city with boiling ash and soot. And the people were roasted right where they were. They were sitting at the tables, their food was in front of them, and just like that, dead. Just like that. Um, when, when people excavated the city and found the city, they even still found food in the bowls. So that's how sudden... The judgment was and the people fled and that's exactly the metaphor that the Lord has given me for whatever event this will be that will cause foreigners to flee the United States people just they they left they left like a shot they took their kids they left wealth here they left cars here they left homes here they did not take the time to go to Carvana and sell they just took their bodies and went back to where they came from and so the Lord says, if any are found alive in Babylon, they will be stabbed through and killed. People will die by much violence and even children will be smashed to death right before their parents. They will be plundering of homes and women will be raped before their husbands. I've shared much on what will happen to females, especially women who are not walking with the Lord. Sister, the Lord is a tower and he is a strong defense. God is, I would venture to say, better than any brother, better than any husband. It is a blessing to be married. Of course it is. It is a blessing to have males in your life. But I am telling you that God is a keeper. God is a keeper of the married woman. God is a keeper of the single woman. And you have to honor him in the way that you live so that he can know your name. He can say not this one and not this one and not that one. 
in the day of calamity. I will stir up the Medes against them. The Medes were a very powerful fighting nation. They're usually linked with the Persians, linked with Assyria, very powerful fighting countries. And those countries were known for one thing that I think we understand that Russia and China are known for, and this is that their soldiers explicitly follow orders and they fight in formation. The army that overtook um, Babylon was led by Darius the Mede, and um, it was a very sudden fall. They took, they took ancient Babylon in a night. If you know the story, uh, King Belshazzar was having a party and he was disrespecting God with his courtiers and his concubines and, and um, a hand wrote on the wall, many, many tekel of farsen, which is that you have been weighed, you have been judged and you have been found wanting. And that very night, the entire kingdom fell. And Babylon itself was no slouch. Babylon was no slouch at fighting. So to take a strong nation that is no slouch at war, to take that nation in a single night, this tells you that the force that came against them was so great that even they, with all their weapons and all their war experience, they were completely subdued and overpowered. And this is the nation that God is saying will come against this nation. It says that these are men who don't care for gold and can't be bribed with silver. I've shared that I saw rich people trying to bribe the soldiers and their faces were just like stone. The faces of the soldiers were just like stone. They were not interested in anything that could be offered them because they had been given their orders and their orders were to destroy. Their weapons will dash the young fighters to pieces and they will have no pity for children. Their eye will spare no one. And Babylon, that is the United States of America, the glory of the nation's pride will be like when God completely destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. It will never have people living it again, in it again. No future generations will dwell there. No one will stop there again on a visit. There will be no agriculture or industry taking place. Only wild beasts from the deserts, owls and ostriches, goats and other demonic creatures of the night will occupy her space. The hyenas and the night crawlers will fill her once beautiful, expensive and pricey homes. Hear this word, her time is near to come and her days will not be extended anymore. So I have shared the prophecy, Isaiah 13. Thank you for bearing with me. I will do my best to make another video. But for now, I am Celestial and this is the Master's Voice. Please check the description box for all the information that you will need. Go to the blog, read these prophecies, please. Share them with whomever you think will accept and prayerfully Consider them. May the Lord Jesus Christ bless and keep you. And I'll see you again soon.